Welcome to Design Diary, the podcast where you get to look inside my board game design notebook as well as what's going on inside my head. We look at a new word each day from the sense of mechanics, tone, theme, or inspiration for a full game. Today's word is... Debunk, or debunk, to expose the sham or falseness of. So I have some things, but I want to hear what you have first. Okay, first I want to throw out the super silly idea that I talked with my <laughs> wife about uh, because she immediately latched onto the word bunk. And it's uh, specifically you and your friends are camping at a cabin. Um, so it's like a summer camp. And you are trying to argue about uh, which bunk you want. And so some campers have been there. They've been there like last summer. So they know more about the bunks than the new campers. <laughs> the elders. Yes. And so you have – so the older older people are – it's a I pick uh, – I split you choose mechanism where you you offer them – the choice of bunk you say well this is what the good the top bunk is out is like here this is what the bottom bunks like here uh trust me you gotta believe me on this and so the younger campers have to figure out which bunk to sleep in which one doesn't have bed bugs all that kind of stuff so that was literally <laughs> just going off debunk so before you <laughs> i think it's hilarious <laughs> Do you know of like I haven't played a lot of I split you choose games, but do you know of any mm-hmm. that basically have two things that are very different? So not like mm. two cards, but like every turn you get a card and a and a resource, and then you do the split you choose. It's either the card or the resource. Nah, I I'm not the ones that I can think of. Like uh, a lot there's... of them are the same type of thing, and usually cards and hidden mm-hmm. stuff. But I was I was thinking about that as you were talking, like. You split like you get location of bunk, or you get uh, the certain bed sheets, or you know what I mean. Mm. In the two that I can think of, the New York Slice and Thieves Market, there is an additional element that is paired with the splitting. So in Thieves Market, there's first player, um, so you can put that in whatever pile you want. And then uh, in New York Slice, there's a bonus, which is just adding more scoring or. Uh, scoring things but you're you're talking about entirely different things exactly Just you have two almost like different they, things. they could be in different they're different systems within the game yeah like different components different systems exactly interesting i haven't nah, played, i have not played, one that i can think of i haven't played thief's market since the day that i suggested tasty minstrel sign it and then they did Dang! There you go. <laughs> I tweeted at them and said, "This this game is super good." <laughs> um, That's great. All right. So, what if you had another idea? Okay. So, so the real one I have. Um, we talked about cryptozoology a little bit a while ago, yeah. and I love that idea because, like, I love Bigfoot or Chupacabra. I love these mythical beasts for modern day. Um, <laughs> just these urban legends that have existed. Dome and boy? so, but. Do you know about Domovoy? No, I don't. What's that one? Little old man that sits in your cupboard. Uh, I don't Ooh. remember. It's some kind of European one, but I threatened my kids that one was in the in the glove compartment of the car, and you can hear them <laughs> knocking when my heater starts making noises. There you go. That sounds good. Um, so I specifically, a lot of them, Cryptid uh, is about cryptozoologists trying to find uh, a specific beast. And so I wanted um, was players are those beasts like Bigfoot or Yeti and they're trying to get the humans to prove that they aren't real. So the Bigfoot is trying to seed evidence 
seed false evidence within the human world that Bigfoot doesn't exist so that everyone can just give up the search. <laughs> no need to look for Bigfoot anymore because he's not real guys. And the person who, who makes that happen is Bigfoot himself. I love that. Um, but he didn't really get any, any mechanisms into that. So that's kind of a bummer. Um, but I mean, obviously you would have asymmetrical powers with, the Bigfoot obviously is big and strong, and the Chupacabra is sneaky and vicious and all that kind of stuff. Um, but specifically what I wanted to go into are the people who investigate crypto um, cryptids. And so I wanted a really nice conspiracy game where you, you're, the board that is present that is given to you in the box is a cork board. You're given a ball of red yarn and a bunch of pins. And so obviously this is marketed directly towards children, which is like really sharp objects and imminently swallowable pieces. Um, And so the amount of yarn is the, is like your timer of the game. When you run out of yarn, you're out. And so players are trying to figure out clues and solve a problem. So they have a head figure, which is a cryptid and they're trying to connect different pieces of clues. So each of these clues, you can imagine that it kind of branches out like a web. You could have the cryptid at the center of the board and everything go around it. or um, And each card has, has different connections. And so you're given all these cards. You're given all these clues. They're distributed between people. And you have to figure out which ones to put in at what time in order to make sure the yarn goes the farthest it can. Wow. So... It doesn't necessarily have to be like real space, and I'm trying to figure out how you <laughs> how it would be interesting real space. I guess like different shapes of evidence and stuff. You can't cover evidence with more evidence, and so it's just all crazy pieces that you have to kind of fit onto this conspiracy board. You know, you ever see like those like have you ever seen like the yarn art that or it's like yeah. it's nail art actually. I think they yeah. call it. That made me think of that, where you're like twisting it around, and mm-hmm. it's almost like tripwire yeah, exactly. of some sort. That would be that would be one of the rules: is that like when you have to connect a piece of evidence, you have to go all the way around the pin. Yeah, you can't just like bend it around the pin to make sure that it goes the other thing. It has to look truly look like a giant web. That's awesome. So, <laughs> I would love to meet the publisher who would be willing to tackle that, but. Uh, my goodness yeah i don't know uh the the (laughs) thing that it made me think of though was when you said that the the player that you know proves that bigfoot doesn't exist is bigfoot Mm -hmm. made me think of like like games like zendo have you ever played zendo yeah yeah there's a bunch of hidden rules that you don't know about yeah and the person that can like solve the logic puzzle and prove it to be correct you know wins Mm -hmm. or whatever and it just it's not exactly the same but it did make me think of that nice well, I heard that you had a lot about this word. So I, I have I have seven paragraphs, three of which are four of which are one sentence. Holy moly! <laughs> but I'm gonna read it straight from beginning to end and give you the warning that it jumps all over the place in this one incohesive, cohesive idea. Sounds good. Okay, so my first thought is that every bluffing game where you call someone out that they reveal their hand and if and they're penalized or out of the game if they're lying. And if they're uh, if they weren't lying, the accuser is penalized or removed from the game. Mm-hmm. 
and I didn't want to go that route because I feel like that's every single game ever. And to the point where yeah. when I see games like that, I'm just like, oh, we've, we've done this. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. So so I went a very different route, and it was basically alpha player the game. Mm-hmm. And in co-ops, as you know, like sometimes there's a problem where one player just bosses everyone else around and takes over and says, do this or do that. And it's often seen as a problem debatable whether it's a game problem or a player problem but i want to make it the game problem and not a problem at all so cooperatively we want to do better and better and better in this game but competitively we don't want others to do better so that's a whole struggle in trying to accomplish because when you need the support of other people and it's in their best interest not to support you it gets really messy so I started to try to figure out a way to, to work with that. And I want to see the exposing of the sham being an action in the game when, say, it's like a deck builder. And I kind of hover around deck builder because there's no, like, secret information on a deck builder. And usually mm-hmm. at the beginning of the game, there's six or seven or eight things that players can do. And it's easy to kind of memorize and build strategy off of that, whether you have cards in your hand or you don't. So mm-hmm. one, one player is going to take their turn with their, like, five-card hand. And another player can jump in and say, this is how I would do it better. And if anybody accepts that as being better, then uh, that's going to take place instead of the actual player's turn. Now, hmm. I, And it's basically saying what they did wasn't great. It's only going to benefit them or whatever. And here's a way it's going to better you know, the group. So if I jump in and say that, then that happens in place. I don't think there's a penalty or a benefit. The benefit is that whatever rewards we were getting and whatever was collectively growing, it should be visual, like either on a map or growing height that's shown it grows. We all do better and we keep moving. So, uh, hold on. I'm going back to my notes. Uh, player jumps <laughs> in and says, here's how I would have did it better. Uh, but I think all the other players are benefiting off of this. So, um, each player should get a limited number of interruptions so it doesn't get unwieldy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that's almost it. So it's just really just uh, playing to the crowd and and okay. trying to just simply say that this person's kind of in it for themselves and and here's <laughs> here's how we can do it better. And in the here's how we can do it better, it's playing to them trying to say, yeah, well, we're all going to do this for ourselves. So it's mm-hmm. it's very much a head game at that point too. Interesting. So, I mean, it's like it's like cooperative ricochet robots where. <laughs> Everyone says their bid, and you want people to go higher. Yeah, exactly. So what's what's the benefit of? Yeah, I guess you wouldn't challenge. You wouldn't challenge if you didn't actually think that you had a. What's what's the benefit of someone pitching like a really bad idea and having someone else pitch an obvious idea? So the benefit of me pitching something terrible. Yeah, uh, I guess so. Other players would use up their inter- their interruptions, and then okay. I would gain interruptions later. I don't know. Hmm. Um, okay, I didn't think about pitching something terrible from the start. Um, I don't know because yeah, ideally, I'd... like you want your thing to go because it's going to benefit you and whatever. Yeah, uh, but I thought, and I didn't say this. One of my many little paragraphs was I could imagine alliances forming in like a heavy way where <laughs> i'm gonna suggest that you're gonna vote it you know and and we're gonna you know get this through mm-hmm. interesting so i mean i wrote a lot of that and then i went back 
and added the cooperative but competitive, which complicates it but makes it yeah you know that's one of those things that slap one of those non-label semi-co-ops on there i don't know have you played a semi-co-op that that wasn't just like one player's a secret trader i'm trying to think because i mean like marvel um legendary encounters is like a cooperative game but the person with the most points wins so I played things where there's multiple, there's potential for multiple winners, but not all, and that's mm-hmm. not labeled as like something like Cosmic Encounter. That's not labeled as semi co-op, but it, yeah, it's true. It, it can become that during the game. Hmm. Interesting. Okay, so it's not a label that you can assign to a game, but it's it's one that emerges from it. I guess. I think that's its best implementation because if it's not that, then it's it's a mess. Yeah, or it's a trader, yeah, or it's a secret sense. trader, which is fine. But, <laughs> but you really can throw that in any game. <laughs> yep, we we put a secret trader in movie plots at one point. Okay, which is a Wait, movie how? pitch. It, all you're doing is every to explain movie plots. You read a card. It says you come up with a line for a movie. A woman walks a dog, and then you get a card that says, um, "Add something from a famous." movie book or whatever so you say a a, a woman walks benji uh mm-hmm. and then the next one is you know make it more action-packed and you say a woman walks benji across a minefield so it was and you keep adding to it but the the trader one was just you never read your card you just did your thing and the trader <laughs> card said remove one of the elements somebody else added and if you successfully do that without getting called out you know <laughs> something happens. I mean, that sounds like what was your line of games where you could add cards to enhance them? It was, it was no, it was, oh God, it was a line of know. cards where you would add two games to enhance them. Like you had a special rule for Monopoly oh, or oh. special rule for Scrabble. Yes, uh, I don't know what we called it, but it was, uh, it was really called like fixes for existing games or something. It didn't even have a good name. I don't think. There you go. So you just need to make one card. <laughs> or just like a bunch of cards and say you are the traitor and then just play a game. And if they have the lowest score at the end of the game, they win. See, there you go. It's, that's, <laughs> it's going I in. I did it. I designed it. It's going in Board Game of the Month Club September. You heard it here first. Woo! We're bringing back that line that we haven't done in a year and a half, two years? Oh my yeah, God. Yeah, super popular. You can just hear the groundswell of support <laughs> for it. I think the last one was my clue variant. And. I liked it. All right. It was cool. (laughs) Nice. All right. We will do this next week. That's good. Talk to you later. See you.